Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. And I am your host... John Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Sunday, October 23rd, 2022. I'm going to talk like this all day. I'm doing the radio voice. How's it going out there? We're going to play another hit by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons coming right up. But don't forget to subscribe to your Oval Team rep so you can get fresh uh, chocolate, chocolatey choc- chocolate, chocolate, chocolatey chocolate. Oval Team, just fuck with y'all. All right, guys. Um, how's everybody doing out there today it is uh sunday like i said and uh instead of watching football i'm in here doing a show because i got some shit to tell you guys i'm telling you right now um you know i started doing this i gotta crack open a bottle of (laughs) oh yeah water uh throat issues right all right guys um yeah just (laughs) digging and digging and digging I, I found two fat, juicy nuggets that I didn't know anything about, okay? And each of these nuggets is going to take an hour. So I'm bringing one nugget today, and I'm going to bring you another nugget on Wednesday. Each nugget is different from the other. So what I'm going to talk about today is a different, completely different nugget from the nugget I'm going to talk about on Wednesday. It's a bunch of nuggets. It's like a 10-piece nugget of the Bush crime family. And this is nugget number five. <laughs> and uh, I can tell by the downloads, you guys are really enjoying these series. And the funny thing is, is the snake of this head, or the, the snake of this head, the head <laughs> of this snake or I should say heads of this snake. Let me put it this way. If the main head of this snake is the Bush family, not any one particular Bush, okay? And I would say a lot of this stuff, if you guys if you guys have been listening to parts one, two, three, four, um, obviously, we start with part one. We dug into who these people are and where they came from. 
So obviously a lot of this shit was started by Samuel Bush and gained momentum under Prescott and really steamrolled under George H.W. to the point where we're still talking about him. Okay. Um, Samuel uh, Bush. I guess I guess if it's broke, don't fix it type situation. He started the bullshit. World War One uh, was part of, um, you know, was partnered with um, <clears throat> with uh, Remington and amongst other entities to start World War One. Preston Bush, following the blueprints written by his father, did a similar situation in starting World War Two. Uh, into H.W., who did a multitude of things to start different situations, uh, from killing the Kennedy brothers to, um, amongst other things, to his son, W., doing the things he did during 9-11 to get into, uh, back into, I should say, Iraq. Um, it, it's just a non... I mean, it's it's really... It's really... I don't know. I don't know if I'm use the word interesting or scary or jacked up or what to to see this blueprint and realize that they use it time and time again. It, it kind of makes you wonder if had Jeb Jeb Bush had he have won the presidency in in um, 2016, what would have happened? And and so I'm talking about the heads of the snake, the body being the bushes. Um, and we know of at least three of those heads, four of those heads, being Samuel Preston, George H.W., and George W. But this is a multi-headed snake, more than four heads. Because we're not really going to get into it in today's show as far as some of these other heads. But there is a multitude of other people that don't have the last name of Bush involved in these situations. And we'll touch base on some of them today, and we'll get into more of them on Wednesday. But I'm telling you, it's crazy when you <laughs> you kind of come up with an idea. Hey, I'm going to talk about these guys, and you start digging the stuff you find. The craziest thing, or the most uh, upsetting, I don't know if it's upsetting, I, I didn't cry about it, but is a lot of the articles, it's like it, it spikes about seven years ago, Okay. And then it goes away. And if you guys recall, um, I'm thinking it was at H.W.'s uh, funeral. If you guys recall the the situation where you had Obama, Biden, uh, Bush, W. Jeb, um, you had uh, Pence. Uh, see, Carter, I think, was there. You had a you had a bunch of pretty much all the past. And Biden was there. He wasn't president at the time. Trump was president. But you had all these entities there, and and it wasn't necessarily a presidential thing. I think it was when H.W. had passed away that was his funeral because Jeb was there and Jeb's wife and uh, you know George um, W. was there. So you had these different um, people there. So it wasn't, but if you recall that situation when, uh, and Bill and Hillary were there, where uh, these 
they all got an envelope, right? And they were all open it in their reactions of all their all the different people's faces. Like, what the what the hell is this? What the hell is this? And there's a lot of speculation as to what is on what was on that card. It was just kind of like a postcard or something that was in an envelope. They opened it up. It said something, and it said something to get a, re a reaction from everyone that was there. Some of them overreacted. Some of them didn't react a whole lot. They play a cooler, they have a better poker face, I guess would be the the way to put it. But um, some believe that it was a lit letter written to each of these people that all said the same thing from Trump. Or I'm sorry, not from Trump, but from HW. And supposedly, I don't know this to be factual, but some people have said that this letter alluded to the fact that they know everything. Who's they? Is it Trump? Is it who, what, when, where, why? I don't know. But then you have to wonder, what's everything? Okay. Well, a lot of everything is what we talked about in the first four parts. And then we get into the fifth part today. But before we do, I want to remind you of our newest sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at christianlawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. Don't forget to tell them Don sent you now. Um, but check them out for real, guys. Uh, nice watches. Um, they're, they're designed in uh, London by Christian Lawson himself. Made in the basement of a Chinese laundromat. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're European-made, uh, designed in London, London by Christian Lawson. Uh, but with the, with the uh, promo code DTOM, you get 30% off. Christmas time is approaching, guys. Check them out. And uh, buy yourself your wife, your something, yourself something. If you're married, you know, your wife, uh, women, your husband, your boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. Check them out, christianlawson.com. All right, guys. So I have three different articles that they kind of all say the same thing. Um, so I'm going to bounce around. Um, so just just stick with me, okay? Just, just stick with me because I'm telling you right now. It's it's very interesting because when I stumbled upon this, I was like, holy shit. I didn't know anything about this stuff. All right. So um, in the past, we have talked about different um, pedophile uh, sex rings. We've talked about Pizzagate. We've talked about, you know, uh, adrenochrome and, and all these different things. We've talked about the Vanderbilts and we've talked about, you know, whatever. Right. And, and those are somewhat, I don't know if I want to use the word popular, but they're more well-known situations. And, of course, they're, they're wrote off as uh, conspiracy theories, right? I'm of the belief, and I've said this time and time again, I don't believe that there is such a thing as conspiracy theories. I think there is truths that just, just not, have not been discovered yet. We can say, we can talk about whatever, and we can guess on something. If you totally guess on something, that would be a conspiracy theory. 
but when multiple people are talking about this stuff and it just goes away it's funny like i started i went on twitter i mean this was after i had these articles so I, out of curiosity i go to twitter and i put in these words on the search bar and a bunch of tweets pop up from like seven eight years ago and that's what brings me back to those letters that you know that appeared during hw's funeral what was in those letters what did they say if it was they know everything or something to that you know something to that account what do who is they and what do they know you know a lot of the other stuff we talked about was kind of obvious a lot of it was in the history books um some of it would would be labeled conspiratorial this is extremely conspiratorial but these things are factual these things you can look up on wikipedia these aren't terms i'm making up so during the 1980s there was an operation called operation brownstone it was also known as operation brown star um later later on it became known as the finders or the franklin cover-up and we'll get into why it changed down down the way so um initially it was known as operation brown star so at the time vice president george hw bush would sneak children over to senator barney frank's condo the condo was known as a brownstone, okay, thus Operation Brownstone, um, to their famous cocktail parties where U.S. congressmen and U.S. senators, some willing and some unwilling participants, got the taste of the quote-unquote voodoo drug in their drink. To prove a case, uh, you need one that is involved in an operation or a witness or documents in this case, U.S. Customs documents prove the case without getting anyone still living killed. You know, inside the document that we have here is um, an article that appeared. Um, I'm sorry, I resigned something down. <laughs> in U.S. News and World Report in December 27th of 1993, entitled "Through the um, Though the Glass Very Darkly." Through the glass, very darkly. I'm sorry. This includes cops, spies, and a very old investigation. Also copies of the U.S. Custom Reports um, where their names are not blacked out. Okay, so let me read this here. You may have purchased a set with the names blacked out of the dirty FBI CIA blackmailer Ted Gunderson, a known thief, liar, and killer, a true Daddy Bush FBI troll who surfaced in the 1990s to run cover for for Bush and to identify those children who still may be living who could be a liability to Bush, Gunderson, and the CIA's um, George Pender's Congressional Child Sex Blackmail Operation known as uh, Brown Star. Ten Ted Gunderson surfaced in the early 1990s um, as a so-called investigator in the Franklin Savings and Loan case against Larry King, a black Republican. Um, he introduced George H.W. Bush 
at the 1988 Republican convention as America's next president. Ted Gunderson was there to get rid of any witnesses or children from Boys Town, an orphanage for all boys, many of whom had been transported to Washington, D.C. and raped by these pedophiles in the Bush Gunderson Pender child sex ring known as Operation Brown Star. The true story has never been told that children from orphanage all across America during the 1980s came to Washington, D.C., paid by the tax, U.S. taxpayers to unknowingly participate in a congressional blackmail child sex ring. George H.W. Bush, Dick Cheney, John Sununu, according to the sources, would be standing in line to greet the children and their caretakers as they come or as they came to the vice president's home and or the White House for their specially invited tour at um, U.S. government's expense. Bush, Cheney, and Sununu would, would ask, hey, what's your name? And later, just before dinner time, a call from the White House came into the hotel where the children were staying to the caretakers, inviting little Billy, Mary, Johnny, Timmy, you know, whatever their names were, to the White House state dinner that evening. The uh, caretakers thought it would be good for the children, since the White House could not accommodate the entire orphanage, Gunderson and Pender, who ran the operation, dispatched a limo at Bush's request, and the female would take the children to the limo and immediately give them Coke or Pepsi with the uh, voodoo drug in it. And they were off to U.S. Senator Barney Frank's pad, known as the Brownstone. So real quick, so think of the names involved here. We got Bush, Cheney, Johnson Unu, I think... Sununu, I don't know. I know he played a role in in um, HW's uh, administration. I don't know if he was Secretary of State or if he was like the uh, White House chief, whatever they call him. The uh, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. But um, Dick Cheney was his defense secretary. Ended up being his defense secretary, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it, it does make you. Think about it. Think of the hatred that these people had or have for Trump. And, and not even, obviously, H.W.'s gone, but the Bush family. I mean, they've supported anything that has to go against Trump. Cheney's daughter is leading the charge on this January 6th situation, even though she's a Republican. So it, it makes you wonder. When you start seeing these things, it makes you wonder... What was on or in that letter? What was in that envelope? What did that postcard truly say? Because like I said, a lot of these articles and a lot of those tweets were back in 2017. I think. When was, uh, when did, uh, when did H.W. die? Was it, let me see, George Bush. Not that one. The other one. I need the other one. H.W. Where's H.W.? No, not W. I need H.W. Okay, so he died in 2018. So it makes sense that a lot of these articles were in 16, 15, 16, 17. Trump running for president. The end of 15 and all of 16 was the campaign. Was elected in um, November of 16. Took office in 17. A year later, H.W. dies. So, 
whether it's true or not, the presidents, you know, we're told, and this will kind of feed into the show on Wednesday, uh, some stuff I found. But um, you, you remember the movie um, with uh, Cage, uh, Nicholas Cage, the uh, Book of Secrets, right? The National Treasures Book of Secrets. And it was like, oh, that's make-believe. They don't really have a Book of Secrets. And <laughs> as I've lived my life, I've come to realize a lot of the things that you see in movies and um, TV shows, especially nowadays as I've been doing the show and we've been doing research and looking up stuff and and it's like, shit, that sounds familiar. That was like a movie, wasn't that? And, oh, yeah, it was such and such or, you know. So surely there is. There is some sort of something that's passed down. So you think it's, you know, whether it started with Washington or not or if it's something that's more recent, even if it's just with the last 20 presidents, let's just say. Nonetheless, think of the things you know as president. And, I, and I'm sure there's a lot of things that presidents don't know. You know, I think back to the movie Independence Day, if you recall that movie, when um, the president goes, you know, we're under attack by aliens, whatever, and they go to Area 51, and the president's like, I thought this place was make-believe. I didn't think it really existed. And then one of the, one of the people in the movie commented, do you really think they pay $500 for a toilet seat? So... Yeah, I mean, that is a question I've asked plenty of times when you when you hear about these things. Oh, they paid five hundred dollars for a hammer, and you know, a thousand dollars for a wrench, and it's like, well, I can go to Walmart and get that shit for like you know ten bucks. Um, I don't know where I'm going with all this, but I'm going somewhere. Just hang tight. Um, the um, the the thing is, is whatever was in these letters was something enough to get them triggered. And that's when you started really seeing all these things happen during the Trump administration as far as Russia Gates and PP tapes and this, that, and the other thing to try and get him out of office. What does Trump know? Is, is there something? Is there a list? And, you know, let's say that Bush, you know, HW, being involved somehow or another in espionage from the late 40s to the time he passed away. If that's all written down, if he did have something to do with the Kennedy brothers being killed, if he did have something to do with Bay of Pigs, if he was a mastermind behind a lot of these things, Trump would have known that or could have known that. And if he had some sort of hatred for all these people, was it a situation where he was like, um, you know, shit's about to hit the fan. And that was their whole point to not getting him reelected. I'm totally getting off on a separate tangent from where I want to go. So I'm going to forget what I'm talking about and get back to, to what I'm, what the show's about. But I just, you know, I think about things like that, you know, and I've talked about this on many shows where in my life, I've never recalled a president winning whether it be a Republican or a Democrat, and and everybody losing their mind the way they did. You know, I've seen Republicans win presidents. I've seen de Democrats win president. And I've never seen the media on either side or the people on either side lose their shit the way they did 
when Trump won. And I had to wonder why. Are these things that I'm finding and these things that we're talking about the reason why? Like I said, these stories aren't breaking new. I'm not, this isn't written yesterday. These are seven, eight years old. So you have to wonder, what did he know? And then, you know, we have these orphanage. We have these caretakers. They weren't parents of the kids. They, these kids weren't orphans. They were just workers at the orphanage. And you got to wonder, were these people involved? How could you constantly be bringing kids to D.C. and not think nothing about it? So, you know, of course, the U.S. senators and Congress people were there. They were good-looking. They were also there with uh, good-looking female prostitutes who would help get the congressmen and senators drunk on the voodoo drug. So when uh, George Bush, Cheney, and John Sununu and others showed up at the party and the children in the limo arrived, the female prostitutes left, and the child sex party started. I shouldn't make light of it, so I'm, I'm going to stop with the cheesiness. The, uh, with U.S. Vice President George H.W. Bush, Dick Cheney, John Sununu, and others showing the voodoo drunk congressmen and senators how to have sex raping children, while the cameras were running, someone pretending to be from the White House would call the caretakers back to the hotel and would tell them the children fell asleep and are staying the night at the White House and will be returned before lunch tomorrow. Yeah, nothing to see here. That not that weird? All of a sudden, you have kids, and it doesn't give ages specifically. I would, I would assume they were, you know, young. I, I like I said, I don't, I don't know ages. It doesn't say. It doesn't say five year olds, ten year olds, you know. But you're a caretaker of these orphanages. Granted, you might not give a shit. It's not like they're your kids. But oh, okay, they just fell asleep at the White House. Cool, really. I mean, it kind of, it just amazes me. And the caretakers did not suspect a thing until six months later when their children were sitting in front of a TV watching the news and waiting for dinner when many would jump up and point at the TV and say, he put his thing in me as the children pointed at either their rectum or the female side. These caretakers began to ask questions and did not know whom to call. Some people called People Magazine which spent a million dollars investigating. Now, this was in the early 80s, mid-80s. Spent a million dollars investigating all of Americans' orphanages and found, found this was true. With those children selected out at the White House being greeted by these known pedophiles, the story was never told by People Magazine. The journalist that we talked to on many occasions in the late 80s and early 90s, were never allowed to publish the story. So you have to ask, People Magazine, I would say is relatively reputable. It's not like it's National Enquirer. I mean, People Magazine, right? It's a national magazine. It's like Time Magazine, right? If they spent in 1985, whatever this was, 86, 87, a million dollars investigating that. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money now. A million, but a million dollars, a million dollars. I'd take a million dollars. But a million dollars back then was a lot of money. Why? 
they obviously found out that it was true. They obviously had names. They obviously had uh, caretakers from these different orphan orphanages. See, I would be willing to bet that these um, different um, orphanages were paid off. The caretakers were paid off. I would, I would have to assume these kids were probably paid off. And so if this was, let's see, 88, so we're talking what, um, 44 years ago, 45 years ago, somewhere around there, right? Or no, I'm sorry, 35 years ago. Um, so these kids, I have no idea how old they were, but let's assume they were five, six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. These kids are in their 40s, mid to late 40s. Do they still remember? Are they still alive? Did they, quote unquote, have car accidents? <sighs> um, it's, it's very interesting. So this is another another article and this was so that last one and there's some stuff attached to it so I'm going to I'm going to read this other one then I'm going to come back to this one but this was back in 2015 okay and this one here is in 2016 and um make sure it's different people so I'm not reading the same same thing okay so this um this this uh title of this goes Pedogate Pedogate Bombshell Disclosures about George H.W. Bush, a pedophile sex ringleader. Um, so, in his lifetime, George H.W. Bush has controlled every clandestine and secret organization slash operation within the arsenal of the United States government as either a uh, CIA director Vice President to Ronald Reagan, who some would believe was an unwitting puppet to the Bush-controlled cabal. Now, there's a lot of people that love Ronald Reagan, okay, and the things he did for this country. Knowing the things that I have found out about Bush and with... Um, the Kennedy brothers, and I say the Kennedy brothers because one would believe that if he was responsible for John Kennedy, he was responsible for Robert Kennedy. Kennedy, John Kennedy, JFK wanted out. He did not want to be in Vietnam. He didn't want to get started. He didn't want to be in that. It wasn't our business. Kill him, okay? Johnson enabled us to get into the war. Robert Kennedy was going to follow in his brother's footsteps and get us out of Vietnam, kill him, right? So one would believe if, if Bush was responsible for one, then there was more than a great chance that he was responsible for the other. To the point where we talked about it in part, I think it was part three, where I told you how, or actually it might have been in part four, might have been part 26 now, <laughs> part four where uh, I told you how uh, he, sh he was slated, to be the vice president for Nixon. And Nixon was like, F that, because he's going to have me killed if he's vice president. 
And that's when he took Agnew as his vice president. And you have to wonder if that's true. Okay, he's already killed presidents and possible presidents, if you look at Robert Kennedy. What did Nixon know? Right? And then look what happened to Nixon when he's like, screw that, I'm taking this guy because if I take him, he's going to kill me just so he can become president. So he takes Agnew. He's He ends up being president, Nixon. A few years later, Watergate, right? Bam. CIA director uh, Bush there snaps. Bam. Watergate happens. Okay. Fast forward a few years later, Reagan gets put in place. And this is where your Bush-controlled cabal, cabal situation comes. Who was Reagan? He was an actor. He was whatever. Granted, he was governor of California. Was he ready to be president? I think he ran in 72. Didn't didn't even bat an eye. Now all of a sudden he's great enough to be president. And then you're going to make Bush vice president. And then two months after taking office, they try to have him killed by a person whose brother was a friend of the family. Nothing to see here, right? Um... Allegedly, you know, it says that Bush secretly gave Reagan poisons that hastened his fail into Alzheimer's disease. And evidence suggests he helped plan Reagan's attempted assassination by Hinckley. Well, I should guess I could have read this and not rift, but nonetheless, by Hinckley, whose family were close friends of the Bush families. And three, ultimately, as president of the United States before Clinton took office. So as those entities... He organized operations clandestine through the world. Not just here in America, but through the world. And you can even go as far as to say, and this will be something that we'll get into on another show, but Clinton's election was a planned transition of power to allow the NWO or New, or, you know, New World Order um, advocated by Bush Sr., to solidify and move forward after a more suitable puppet was elected president to carry out that NWO agenda. Um, and I've talked about this. You had Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. It was supposed to be Bush or Clinton again. Guys, I'm telling you, when I tell you the things I'm telling you, I'm telling you, everything that that had happened up to Trump being elected was planned. Clinton was part of the situation. We think of Clinton, hey, I'm just a good old country boy. I'm from Arkansas. I'm no bubbles, no troubles, right? Hey, yo. No, he was part of the situation. Probably steered more by his wife, but nonetheless. And then you bring in the quote unquote outsider, Obama. Um. <laughs> Like I said, this article was written in 15, so I'm going to read it as it sits. Our current president, Obama, uh, your deduction is right. George H.W. Bush left willingly. So you got to think. H.W. could say, well, if that was true, how come Bush didn't get two terms? Because things get to look too obvious. And it wasn't obvious to people like us because this was before Internet, before Twitter, before Facebook, before those things that you could dig around and... And conspiracy theories would run rampant. Okay, look at when when um, when uh, I was gonna say Clinton when Kennedy was killed. 
the conspiracy theories. And there was no way to spread conspiracy theories like there is nowadays. Right? So, I think a lot of the heat on Bush was coming from within. Maybe from the CIA or the FBI. And obviously not everybody in those entities because he had control over those entities. But there was probably pockets of legitimate investigators scratching their heads. So what do you do? You bring an outsider in, quote-unquote outsider in. Clinton at the time, which is a good old boy from Arkansas, you know, as a governor, I did a pretty good job down there, hey. Right? Just good old country boy, hey, how's it going? You know, bring him in. He can get that country boy charm and rock everybody to sleep, play some saxophone on Arsenio Hall. Oh, he's cool. Look at him. Right? Then you bring in another bush. So, you know, um, H.W. left office willingly to promote the NWO by having Clinton elected and Ross Perot neutralized. This is the power that they possess. They are amazingly ruthless and efficient while amazingly arrogant and stupid at the same time. Um, the uh, Sarah McClendon, a former... Well, let me see. I think this has to do with... Okay, so a former White House correspondent always kept in the light Bill Clinton's involvement. If not... Uh, if not knowledge of the MENA Arkansas drug trafficking operation, part of the Bush effort to destroy American values and make money at the same time, <laughs> he has perhaps not as evil as H.W., uh, but certainly complicit, part of a long-term, long-time dream of becoming president. It has been alluded that H.W. Bush denied presidents during and after his tenure in office access to sensitive data, such as... U okay, so it, I'm sorry, I was thinking it was next next show I was doing, but it is in this one. <laughs> U.S. Uh, UFO files due to the fact they did not possess the proper security clearance. President Carter wanted to access those files due to his own experience of seeing a UFO was denied, what, nah, but was denied access by the CAA. To this day, HW exercises... What in the... It must be in my headphones. <laughs> I'm hearing a noise and it's driving me crazy. I don't know if you'll hear it, but I'll check it out in post. But nonetheless, sorry, uh, it's driving me crazy. Anyway, so Carter wanted access was denied by the CIA. To this day, HW exercises undue influence within the CIA. Now, of course, he was still alive at the time. As he made sure he had loyal operatives at all levels, starting at the directorship. Then again, he made sure he had an, uh, damaging information on many key individuals. All else failing, he ordered their neutral, uh, neutralization from CIA Director William Colby being a notable example. And uh, if you don't know about him, he uh, quote-unquote committed suicide. Um, he is known by many government insiders to be openly unabashed uh, pedophile, specifically referring to the Franklin Community Credit Union scandal in the 80s, which was a major national scandal 
that was covered up by White House officials during the George H.W. Bush uh, while he was president to our vice president to Reagan. He is also a practic- practicing Satanist to, um, by many accounts. Before I go into that, I want to jump back to the Carter thing with the UFOs. So, like I said, this article was written seven years ago. Bush was still alive at the time. You had a president now at the time, Carter, was president prior to Reagan, prior to Vice President Bush, prior to President Bush. You could say, well, how in the hell could Bush stop a president? Well, at the time, he was involved with the CIA. He was the main man. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, you could make an argument that the person that runs the CIA is probably in more control than the president. Okay? And, I, and I'm referring to H.W. here at, at this point, but look at all the different CIA directors we've had since him. You've got to wonder what they know, Pompano being one of those people. Um, but back to the UFO thing. So, you know, um, Carter being president in the uh, mid to late 70s, right? 76 to 80. He, you know, supposedly saw whatever, wanted access to what the government knew was denied access because he didn't have the clearance, whatever. What did... Was Reagan apprised to anything? Was Clinton apprised to anything? And so on and so forth. Maybe they were, but it makes you wonder, once again, not to go back to Trump, but what did Trump know? Because isn't it interesting how at the end of Trump's presidency, now all of a sudden, we're hearing about the possibility that UFOs exist. The government's coming out and say, yeah, they exist. We have the documentation. We have... Uh, Navy flight footage. We have Air Force flight footage. We have all this stuff. Now, all of a sudden, it's cool to talk about. Once again, I go back to the fact that is Trump is is all of this stuff <laughs> that's going on with Trump currently, the Mar-a-Lago raid. The oh, he had nuclear secrets. It probably has nothing to do with that, other than he took this kind of shit. Maybe this has nothing to do... I I would almost be willing to bet I am not a rich man by any stretch of the imagination. Okay? And I am not a betting man because I don't believe in giving money away. So I'm not going to make a large bet. But I'd be willing to bet, you know, like five bucks. No. A hundred bucks, thousand bucks that what we're being told about whatever's going on in Mar-a-Lago or what went on in Mar-a-Lago, what they were looking for, has nothing to do what we're being told it has to do. I guarantee you, and unfortunately, once again, we will more than likely never find out unless Trump wins presidency again and says, you know what? F these motherfuckers. I'm telling you everything. Once he's elected, he's just like, fuck it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm telling you, if he, if he gets elected, that's part of me that wants him to run and win. To be honest with you, I want to see the shit show. I want to see what happens. Because I think there's a lot of people that that are going to have heads roll. I'm telling you right now. And if I'm wrong, then of course we're back in the same situation of everybody's the same and, and Chris was right about all the bullshit. <laughs> 
So anyway, I'm just saying, it makes me wonder, reading these articles from seven, eight years ago, that Jimmy Carter was denied access to UFO stuff, it was obviously true, because look what's happening now. Why all of a sudden did they decide to go ahead and release that shit? So, it goes on to say here that he was a, a, a Satanist. And uh, authorized the assassination of democratically elected for, foreign leaders, as well as American citizens. Most notably, Ross Perot, who ran against him as president and used the CIA as a front for drug smuggling into the United States using uh, military, military transport aircrafts and, and ships, a practice that started with the Iran-Contra scandal and later blossomed as a major source of black operations funding outside congressional budget operations process where um, Congress controls the purse. So in reading this, it made me... It made me curious. You talk about Iran-Contra, you talk, or, uh, I'm sorry, not Iran-Contra, but um, you talk about the, um, the CIA drug smuggling situation. And this had to do with uh, Noriega and Panama and all that stuff. Well, supposedly, Noriega and Bush were tight friends. They were CIA situations. So... In the early 80s, we had a crack. It was when crack was introduced to um, the inner cities. And this isn't something I'm going to really get into. Just remember, when we get into the part where we talk about eugenics, the Bush family and eugenics, we're going to get into that probably, I don't know if that's going to be Wednesday or Friday show. I'm telling you guys, i got so much shit here. But just to, just to highlight it for a second, the Bush family in general was key on eugenics to the point where Preston Bush was a part of Planned Parenthood. They believed in killing and cleansing. They were racist as fuck. Was the crack epidemic that started in the early 80s, was it... We, you re, I recall hearing, like, not for nothing, but like Eazy-E, for example, there was an interview he gave where he talked about the CIA is bringing this shit into the inner city and giving it to us. And we're just getting paid to do this. We're making money. I mean, they weren't getting paid necessarily by the, the CIA, but they were making money selling the crack. And the money was given to, or the uh, drugs were given to them by the CIA. I mean, allegedly. I don't know this would be factual, but there's a lot of stories that can follow that same situation. If Bush at the time was the CIA director and or at the time vice president, was he involved? Did he have his puppet CIA director when he was vice president do this? Was this something that started back in the 70s, getting drugs from Central America into the inner cities? Well, why would you want to do that? Well, if you believe in eugenics, as the Bush family did, then what better way than kill themselves? Let them kill themselves. You know... For a more detailed history of the Bush family, we can go all the way back to their, to their German roots. And we've talked about this in parts one and two and their support of Adolf Hitler's war. Even after the U.S. entered WW2. And we talked about that, so I don't want to dwell on it. But um, the reasons I do this, peer, you know, that we talk, the reason I'm doing this whole thing 
is to hopefully impress upon you guys the dangers of allowing corrupt, selfish, and radical elites to control global economics and the political process. A good example of this would be George W.'s Bush, uh, George W. Bush's testy response to criticism of his policy and military aggression in Iraq and Afghanistan after 9-11 in the invasion of Iraq, even though no evidence existed they were responsible or had weapons of mass destruction. In fact, Saddam Hussein believed he had Washington's permission to invade Kuwait, which was the sole reason for Desert Storm. We talked about that on the other show. Um, based upon his assurances by H.W. Bush. So, <laughs> we'll get into W. His turn is coming, so we're not going to dwell on 9-11 in that whole situation. But, exactly. I mean, I asked this question, even back when this happened, when, when everyone was led to believe that 9-11 happened the way we were told it happened. And let's just, for shits and giggles, let's... Let's say that's how it happened. It You had however many hijackers with box cutters hijack four planes, and that's what happened. Let's, let's assume that's the truth. I'm not saying it's the truth, but just like I said, for shits and giggles, let's for just argument's sake, we'll say that's the truth. Why did we go to Iraq? Again, this was Osama bin Laden. He was in Afghanistan. This had nothing to do with Saddam Hussein. At that time, we had already eradicated him from Kuwait because, you know, for whatever reason, because by all accounts, Saddam felt he had permission to do that. So something, obviously, I, I would be willing to bet that Saddam didn't pay his quote-unquote vig. You know, I've, I'd say that the Bush family is a ah, family. Okay. Oh, Godfather, here's my vig. Right, we talked about this in a movie like Goodfellas. They gave every time the the rapscallions did something, they gave Polly his his due. They gave him the vig, the Bronx tail. They gave Sonny his vig. They they always pay the boss, even though the boss is just sitting in his house on his fat ass eating some fucking lasagna. He gets paid because he's the boss. Okay, it makes you wonder if Saddam thought he had permission to go to Kuwait. Why, what was the reason for Desert Storm? He didn't pay his vig. We wouldn't have a clue what happens in these countries if it wasn't for the media, right? So if you don't allow the media to cover these stories, we're never going to know anything. And that's some of the best ways to get your uh, backing from the American people is you face gag them you eye gag them with the bullshit look at look at ukraine so um <laughs> i'm sorry I, I i do that that statement by itself is a negation uh repudiation of independent thought and freedom from speech he in essence is saying so what what it is is he had he had made a, a statement George W. This is the the son. Um, prior to invading Iraq and Afghanistan, this was after nine eleven. He said, "You're either with us or against us." So 
you know, he's in, essentially he's saying it's my way or the highway. So if W made that statement with total contempt and conviction, it is constant with the attitude and feeling that of an impulse dictatorial leader, the type of national leader which still exists today in many undeveloped regions like Africa and Asia, but were the rule instead of the exception during the Middle Ages, particularly in Europe during the Dark Ages when the kings and queens ruled and lived in the castles. Do you think that this, you know, back to medieval times, do you think that these people had castles to uh, keep, protect them from the armies of neighboring nations? No, it's protect them from their own people who they taxed into property. I mean, think back to, what was it, uh, you know, let them eat cake, right? The uh, French Revolution, right? They lived in these big castles with the walls to protect them from the commoners. Um... So, let me skip past that, because you can't really see that. It's a video of, of Bush W. shooting a bird because he was pissed off on TV. But, you know. So, um, the following is a recent, it was, is an article from uh, Veterans Today. So, it was a, a magazine. Um, it's a well-respected alternative news blog that has a staff, staff of seasoned writers and editors, all veterans of sorts, um, and individuals of both men and women who have not only studied and researched government corruption, but have lived in it and been their victims. Uh, Stu Webb is one of the uh, veteran today's contributors and author of his pedophile ring article, George H.W. Bush, Pedophile Sex Ring and Blackmail of Congress, was a formal global elitist through marriage that elite... Um, going by many names such as Cabal, Masons, Jesuits, NWL, Illuminati, Bloodline Families, six of which dominate global politics, the Rothschilds being among the most influential. If you're not born into royalty, you are a nobody. If you wonder why Congress is so ineffective against the executive branch of government, you need to study the quote-unquote honeypot strategies of blackmailers. A unique aspect of this online journal, uh, uh, Veterans Today, is it um, intricate network of uh, Vermont, I'm sorry, government insiders, and uh, or, or you know, if you want to call them informants, whatever, that share sensitive information on past and future black operations that are contrary to our constitutional form of government or the common good. If you read Veterans Today, you can be assured that the information has more than a kernel of truth, if not right on target as they are not opinions but information from trusted sources in government and secret societies. So this is the article from, from uh, that Veterans Today. So it reads, George H.W. Bush's known evil pedophile ran a congressional, well, I'm not even going to read it because I already read it earlier in in the show this was about the operation brownstone black star uh, brown star um so let's see to the case everyone needs to be involved in the operation or witness documents uh so there's an article that appeared in u.s news and world report in 93 through the look through a glass very darkly this includes cost spots. yeah i already read this earlier so i don't need to read it again so basically what I'm, what I'm boiling this down to, and we'll close the show out here, is you look back at the things that 
that HW. Now, we could sit here and talk about Samuel, and we could talk about Prescott and the things they did. And Samuel kind of got the ball rolling, I would say. Um, Prescott really got the ball rolling because he was kind of in the mix, but then married another family that was in the mix. And like I was, you know, read just a few minutes ago, if you're not born into these bloodlines, you're you're nobody. But then when you have people that you have multiple families and those families merge, they create a new family. So if Bush kind of they started their own thing, they weren't one of these Rothschild type situations, but they they married into the Walker family that was or is. Um and then you have sons that become presidents and vice presidents and CIA directors and governors and attorney generals. And, you know, it makes you wonder in Texas, one of the Bush brothers is running for attorney general. And Trump is down there supporting the person running against him. Once again, I'm telling you, I think... And, and, and I'm not trying to sound like a... I know I very much sound like a Trump fanboy, and I'm really not trying to be that. But it, it just... I can't help but wonder if everything that has happened to to us, to this country, for the past six years has everything to do with the Bush family. And, and probably more so HWW... I would probably hold, I would say H.W. the most. I think W. is so stupid that he just was following daddy's footsteps and was doing what he was told. I don't think, and I think that's part of the reason why uh, Cheney was was his vice president, to be honest with you. I don't think Bush W. had a fucking clue. You know, and that's, and there's a lot of people that sit there and tell you that, and I'm not even saying they'll tell you that today. They were telling, there was people saying this back in whatever, oh, 2000 or whatever it was when he became president that when he selected Cheney as his vice president that it was a puppet regime that Cheney was running show well maybe 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 not but maybe it was really daddy running show and Cheney was there just kind of keep a lookout type thing you know what I'm saying and I still stick to my fact that Bush Clinton Clinton part of it, Bush, Obama, Obama part of it. You bring in two outsiders. You bring in Clinton and Obama. No one knows anything about, but they're part of the deal, but we don't know that until now. So then part three, it was either going to be Bush or Clinton, which were familiar names at the time. Kind of makes you wonder who they had on deck. Why did Why is Biden president? I guess would be the best question. I think I think Biden well, I mean, this is this isn't like news of the obvious. This is, or I'm sorry, this is news of the obvious. This isn't breaking news of any stretch of imagination, but we can safely say Biden's clueless. And the stuff going on with Hunter Biden is just a kid who has a a drug problem, a money problem. And it's just you, he's striking while the iron's hot, I guess would be the best way to put it. And he, 
Do you blame him? I don't know that I do blame him. I, honestly. He's trying to get paid while he can. Unfortunately, he's also stupid. And he's a crackhead. And he's fucking up by leaving, leaving evidence laying around. Which is going to cause him to get caught. Which is going to probably cause his dad to get caught. Because if you can say nothing else about Hunter Biden. He's smart enough to make sure his dad's name's on shit. So if I'm going down, everyone's going down type thing. I think the Biden family in general, Joe, uh, the brother, whatever his name is, Hunter, I think they're all a bunch of fucking fools. And the only reason, the only reason Joe Biden is president is because they made sure he won. Whoever they is, they made sure he won. Okay? I am not the biggest fan of saying that the election was stolen or the election was rigged or the election whatever. But as I've done research, I'm beginning to believe that that probably was the case. And the reason I say that is because they had to get Trump out of there. What was Trump about to do? What was he about to say about the Bush family? They had to get him out. Well, you could say, why didn't he say it before? Why didn't he say it before? Why, if he was about, when he was walking out the door, why didn't he say it then? I don't know. But look at all the shit that's gone on since then. And Biden's just fucking this country up. Because he's trying to make a name for himself. Unwittingly. I'm sure the powers that be behind the fucking curtain are scratching their head like, what the fuck is this guy? I mean, we've talked about this time and time again. How Obama's running the White House from the, from the basement. Ha, ha, ha. I don't think he is. I don't think he has anything to do with it. You've seen pictures. We've talked about oh, uh, Biden's earpiece. And we saw oh, that's probably Obama telling him, go right, go left. I don't think it's Obama. But it could be somebody. Whoever they are. But with that being said, it's been an hour. I'm cutting her off. I'm cutting it off. So... With that being said, guys, um, it is Sunday. Please don't forget to check out our social media platforms. Don't tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at peace at uh, dtom underscore seventeen seventy five, you want to follow me on the Twitter machine. It's pcgc underscore seventeen seventy five. And don't forget about our website, dotreadonamerica.com. And guys, I'm gonna keep these rolling. So this is what, part five? I got part six coming to you on um, on uh, whatever that day is, Wednesday. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know what it's about. Do I got something here? I think we're going into Skull and Bones and what the Bush family has to do with that. And others. And we'll start linking other names to the, uh, the body of the Bush snake family. And uh, we're going to go from there. All right? Uh, with all that being said, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please share this with your friends. Most importantly, subscribe to the show. And uh, whoever in Washington, D.C. that, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's one person or a bunch of people that got a big dump of downloads out of D.C. I thought that was interesting. I was like, ooh, ooh, someone in D.C. likes the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the downloads. And uh, keep on listening and, and share it with your Congress friends and your senators and, uh, you know, whoever else wants to listen to it. Maybe you can play this in the White House and uh, see what Joe thinks. 
You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Wednesday.